Welcome to Up The Riz, the Risper Rangers podcast. So yes, welcome to Up The Riz, the official Risper Rangers podcast, bringing you all things Riz, both on and off the pitch. Two matches into the new season, uh, no points, uh, no goals, uh, no clean sheets, and dumped out of the FA Cup. Uh, so why am I feeling so positive about the season to come? Uh, hopefully by the end of this episode of Up The Riz, we'll have the answer to that particular conundrum. Uh, ben Sturgis, player and assistant manager, is here. Ben, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Not not too good after that intro, I'll be honest, but um, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I like to get it in there early, but I, I, <laughs> I was suspecting that you're feeling pretty proud of yourself because you went a full 25 minutes of the new league campaign without picking up a book in. Yeah, I did... Um... I did chuckle to myself, mate, when I saw the tweet. It's got numerous likes on the bottom of it as well, hasn't it? So my wife isn't particularly happy again. But Well, I was going to mention your missus because she made me smile because within seconds of me posting that, uh, she popped up with uh, a rolling eyes emoji is the only way I could describe it. Um, that about summed it up really, didn't it? Yeah, well, to be fair, it's fully wanted the yellow card. And um, yeah, she's probably got notifications on. So it's nice that she cares, bless her. So she's obviously following the game. Uh, a couple of um, bits I want to say, first of all, um, Rob Kenny, our Stato and uh, programme man and so much else at the club, um, unwell at the moment. Uh, so we just want to send from everyone up, up there is and everyone at the club, uh, Rob, our best wishes and uh, hope you get well soon. Uh, another person who's probably not so well at the moment is Steve uh, Lav Lavender. Um what was he up to, Sturge? There was a big event this weekend, wasn't there? Yes, um, it was one of the next Risper Rangers player, Ben Lewis's wedding. It looked like they had a lovely time. Um, Tav's overexerted himself again. Um, he's probably in a dark room now. So, yeah, he's had a bit too much of the old sauce, as they say, and he's, he's drunk too much. So he's not with us tonight, unfortunately. Well, he's, he's the true professional that he is, but we'll get him back at some point. Um, but anyway, pursuing our green agenda on Up There Is, uh, we're big into our recycling. Uh, so we, we've retrieved our special guest uh, from the garbage can and we've dusted him down, ready to go again, just like new. Uh, we welcome back to Up There Is, Mr. Joe Fitzy Fitzgerald. Uh, Fitzy, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Another fantastic intro from you, Al. So, um, yeah, no, recycled, refreshed, uh, better looking than Tav. I'm ready to rumble, mate. Well, I'm glad you're not in a vest. I mean, Tav does have a habit of turning up in one, so um, you've, you've done yourself proud, mate. Yeah, no, I thought about the vest, but um, no, I've not been in the gym this week, so I thought I wouldn't I wouldn't embarrass Sturge, so I thought I'd leave it alone this week. Uh, regular listeners to Up The Riz will uh, now be getting used to the World According to Fitzy uh, episode, and Joe is a particular um, you know, voice in non-league, but... You've also had a little promotion, haven't you, within the club? You've taken on an administrative duty, which um, not many people would be um, given that prestigious role. Could you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, it is a role that has followed me around most football clubs I've gone to. Uh, head of fines. Um, I, like to, <laughs> I like to sort of dress it up as a head of standards is what I do and a head of money, uh, which is always good. So, um, yeah, no, so the the fines is out to the, to the players, so... There'll be a few fines this season and basically we're going to try and send uh, one man to Vegas is the plan uh, with the fines pot. Um, I will be that man. If we get more <laughs> in the fines pot, I will pick someone else to come along with me. But yeah, no, it's it's a good laugh, but it's only about holding standards and getting a bit of money in the pot uh, to go back to the players for the end of season do. 
Well, you are administrator, adjudicator, judge and jury. I've seen the spreadsheet and it's pretty scary. Uh, do you want to give us a, a, a sort of headline of one or two of the things that players need to look out for and who's top of the list at the moment and who owes you money? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty basic. Things like late, uh, things like wearing club tracksuits, things like forgetting your boots, your shin pads. Um, like I say, I like to encourage the old sort of snake philosophy as well. Um, there's no friends in football. I'm a big believer in that. So if your teammate has got dirty boots and I've not spotted them, you need to snake on them. Uh, snakes were awarded here at Riz. That's the plan. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Raz, Raz is bang in trouble. Um, a couple of lates already. Um, Harry Scott's in trouble as well. Bad haircut is always going to get you fined early doors. So, yeah, there's a few that only quite a few quid already, but um, they've all got it, so it'll be all right. Well, I have to say, I mean, Harry Scott, that doesn't surprise me, but Raz, Rama Najibola, I mean, he's like the young, sweet and innocent little lad, isn't he? He's, he's Mr. Smiley. He's ever so nice, but he's obviously got a dark side to him. Yeah, I think that's probably why I'm picking on him, because he is nice and he is innocent. I know that he's uh, he's gettable. Um, and he's one that I can make an example of nice and early, really. Uh, but no, Raz is a great character, great kid, uh, great footballer, but he does owe me loads of money. So um, I won't be forgetting that, Raz. Well, let's hope we can get you to Vegas. We we'll have to start a crowdfunding page for you, mate. That would be fantastic if you could do that, mate. Yeah, that'd be great. The more money, the better, mate. I'll do my best. Well, look, let's move on to something half serious. And uh, first of all, let's look back on the FA Cup match away at Virginia Water on 5th of August played at Windsor and Eaton's ground. I think in my time involved at Riz, that ranks as one of the all-time worst performances. Uh, started brightly for 10 minutes and then fell away, allowing Virginia Water back into the game and conceding two late goals. Um, ben, that wasn't a great day for Riz, was it? Um, sort of, I've forgotten about it, to be honest. Um, obviously, Mark was in attendance in the game and I think maybe to my detriment, I gave a team talk in the game afterwards on the pitch because I was so angry. I had to get it out as soon as I could. And um, I was very angry now because that I said in that exact moment that that was the worst performance I've ever seen in a Rizbo since I've been here in the two and a half seasons. Um, it wasn't up to standards. Um, I think we were quite clever in the week. We spoke as a management team and we said, look, we can't be lambasting or throwing people under the bus for individual mistakes at certain times. We, we collectively weren't good enough. I, I personally don't think anyone got above a five on the day, which is not acceptable. Um, we didn't create anything um, and we've conceded really late goals to, to really kill ourselves in that competition again, which is not acceptable. Um, I also made a point of, of obviously speaking to the, the committee and people involved with the club because I felt that was for the work that's gone on behind the scenes this summer and stuff like that, that was not acceptable. So we held our hands up and we're fully accountable um, I don't really think it was anything to do sort of tactically or or for the want to try. And I just think too many players just didn't play well. I think sometimes that is simple. Football is very simple. We we just individually and as collectively as a team were nowhere near it that day. Um, and I think Virginia Water were probably surprised how bad we were. I'll be honest. Um, so, yeah, it, it there's no dressing it up, mate. It was a tough week last week. We, we put up, we sort of swept it under the carpet a bit. And uh, we trained really well this week, and I think it um, it showed yesterday. So yeah, we sort of moved on from that now, but it hopefully won't happen again. Well, let's hope not. But we we need to touch on it a bit more. Interesting that use of the word anger, and it, it, it's strange because I consider myself to be a pretty even keeled, mild mannered kind of guy. Um, but I felt really angry after full time, and I was trying to rationalise why that was. And I think it was because 
obviously really wanted to stay in the cup and I you know, really want Riz to win. But there was something about it being the first match after pre-season and the amount of work that the club has put in off the field uh, to put those people out there and to support them and get them there. And then that complete lack of performance, anything that, you know, really um, warranted wearing a Riz shirt. But that's pretty tough stuff. Um, Fitzy, w- w- what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, similar to Sturge, really. It was... Um... I was angry. I think um, every, everyone knew that. Um, I was disappointed in myself and my teammates, if I'm honest, because like I say, behind the scenes, the club deserves so much more than what what we delivered. Um, other than a 10-minute spell that you sort of mentioned in the first half, we, we never really got going. Um, there was no tempo. We were very flat. We were very easy to play against. We didn't really press together. And there was sort of this naivety across the whole team that it will be all right and um, that's not how football works unfortunately so yeah it, it was difficult to take um we have to digest it but one game won't define our season uh one thing we have got in that change room is big characters and big players and it's important that we bounce back and like I say in the performance on Saturday that that's exactly what a lot of our players did so yeah it was difficult and the club deserved more but we have to learn from that and that experience and and take that forward to games going forward that we can't can't afford to be flat foot and think teams are going to roll over because that's not what happens at this level of football. And Ben, you mentioned about Mark not being there. Obviously, he's serving a suspension at the moment, having picked up a red card at the tail end of last season. Uh, that was a factor for you, you think, in terms of what setup or just the routine, you know, the what you're used to happening? I just think it became an issue with me playing, which we sort of thought it may happen. Uh, Paul's obviously on the side. Ben Stupples came and helped. Alex was there, uh, obviously, Sefi and Tav. And I just felt it just got a little bit disjointed. Um, sometimes you look over and you see a familiar face on the side. Makes, it may say strange, but it it does make a difference. Um, and I think I don't think you can sort of blame that, but it was there's lots of little factors in football that obviously accumulate to make a, to an impact. And I think that did. Um, like you said about the anger thing, I had my dad shouting for the first ten minutes. So I knew we were in trouble. He's been—he used to be terrible, but he's—he's um, he's got so much better over the years. But I thought he was going to pop a blood vessel at one stage. I had to tell him to be quiet because um, he was losing it. So it wasn't great, mate, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, and also when I come off the pitch, Harley said, in "My nine-year-old's first thing he said, Cor, if you play like that, daddy, you won't win any games this year." And I'm like, "My <laughs> nine-year-old is quite a good insight because he won't." He won't you weren't too much wrong, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, look, it does make a factor. And obviously, Mark's more than anyone is, is struggling with it because it's a nightmare. It isn't a great scenario when you can't have your manager there because at the end of the day, he's a manager of this football club. So you can't blame him for it. But it, obviously, it was a factor that, that, that definitely came to fruition on that front, really. And you mentioned your dad, Ben. Uh, seeing you being driven off by your dad about 10 minutes after full time, I mean, admittedly, there was no beer being served in the bar so I kind of get that but it reminded me of uh, obviously a kind of non-league mate version of it of sometimes Premier League players being whisked off after a match to try and avoid the paparazzi uh, this was a pretty much empty car park you know lots of potholes and a bit of water around so there's nothing glamorous uh, but that that was the image it conjured in my mind no it, it was me and my dad and two boys that want to come all the time so I drove to my dad's and we went together and yeah it was get me out of here as quick as possible I'll be honest now I can sympathise with you though, Ben. You know I'm a triathlete. I remember doing a half Ironman down in Devon, one of the hardest courses I've ever raced on. And on the run leg, which you finish with a half marathon, 
And our eldest, uh, when she was probably, I don't know, five or six at the time, as I was slogging up the hill trying to keep in contention, she I just heard this little voice shout out, come on, daddy, you're rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <Led. laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah. To be fair, he hasn't called me rubbish yet, but um, I'm sure it won't be long. <laughs> well, kid, kids are great levelers, aren't they? But um, They are, mate. They are. They are. Any more reflections on the Virginia water match before we move on to happier times? Um, no, just the fact that um, it's quite fortunate we've got to play them twice in the league now. So um, we need to, to play a lot better when we play them. And that's that's the end of that, really. It's just just needs to be better. How simple is that? And I said that on Thursday, that sometimes it's very simple football. Just play a bit better. Yeah, exactly that, really. I mean, you can sort of dwell on it, overanalyze that sort of stuff. But bottom line is we, we went out the races. We weren't good enough. Um, and like I say, you can pick holes in sort of every single performance there, but you have to draw a line under it and move on and learn from it. Really, uh, like I say, first game of the season, you can't can't let that define the rest of your um, rest of your year. We've got another fifty games to go, and we want to continue with that sort of philosophy in our minds that we have to be better. Just also, obviously, it's not all about us. I, I thought they were quite effective in what they did with the way they brought their centre halves out with the ball and stuff. So let's give them a little bit of credit. They're, they're not a bad side. Do you know what I mean, it's not we didn't have a given right to win that game, and I thought. To be honest, mate, they were better than us, so it's a fair play to them. Well, yeah, I mean, I mentioned them. I mean, they they obviously wanted it a bit more yeah. than we did, and I, I, just the two goals. I mean, harping on at the negatives, but we just seemed to stand off, almost like uh, it was like, almost like we froze, and there was just space for the um, striker just to pick their shot, and hardly gave Connor a chance. Yeah, I think the worst thing was on the pitch. One of my messages was with about five to go. Look, just take this to Tuesday night. Because we weren't going to score, we wouldn't have scored if we're still there now. So it was a fact that <laughs> let's take it to Tuesday and, and and go again. And then that goal happened, and then yeah, it was a bad day. Non-league mate. So uh, non-league mate, this is where we look at the crazy things, uh, both on and off the pitch in non-league, that can only be explained by the phrase uh, non-league mate. I'm going to start this uh, one this time for uh, Up The Riz pod, uh, looking at Aylesbury Vale Dynamos. Uh, there's a couple of FA Cup ones. Uh, this was one of them. And in their FA Cup uh, tie against Tuffley Rovers, uh, which finished 2-2, uh, Aylesbury fielded a player for the last few minutes only who wasn't registered. Uh, so they had to forfeit the replay. I mean, that's just your classic non-league admin error, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's as non-league, mate, as it gets. I mean... There's hundreds of things that go on, I guess, uh, behind the scenes at a football club. But um, yeah, I mean, that that's an absolute howler uh, in a competition that can bring in sort of funds to the club and things like that to um, to yeah not get that. That small thing right is obviously uh, disappointing for that football club. But it happens, unfortunately, it's very non-league, mate. Hundreds of little admin things that happen in the background. Also, there's quite a fundamental basic thing for football at any level, but let's say particularly at our level, is having footballs that are pumped up. And it, I, I don't know, Sturge, we seem to have a bit of a trouble with that, don't we, at Riz? We don't seem to be able to put a pumped up ball on the pitch. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Al. The old anger nearly come out. I nearly lost my head yesterday. Even the first five minutes, I the boys, <laughs> oh, the balls are flat. And I was like, not again. And then the ref sort of let it go for a bit. And then I kicked in. I was like, that's definitely flat. And then he sort of carried on. And then about six or seven minutes later, he actually changed the ball. And I was like, how can we not pump football up at this club? Like, what is the problem? We've not got pumped that works properly? Or... But then Fitzy is right. They, 
the balls are very strange this year. That's the first time we've used them league balls, and they do feel like sort of PE balls, like Fitzy's called it. They are, they're not great footballs, but I think we just need to to purchase a pump mate quickly that works because it's getting a bit embarrassing now. Well, could you not build it into the warm-up routine? But I think the rest should, obviously the rest meant to check them before the game. So a lot of it's down to him. He gets three match balls in his room and they're meant to check them, um, check the temperature, uh, the temperature, the pressure gauge and stuff like that. So I don't really know what's going on, to be honest. Between about eight people, there's something going wrong. No, it's always good to blame the match officials. You're kind of seasoned at that, Ben. No, no complaints yesterday. I thought he was very good yesterday, actually. The ref, I'll be honest, I thought he was really good. Well, look, uh, another FA Cup um, non-league mate was um, Hollyport FC. Uh, won their away tie against uh, Hartbury University FC. Uh, 2-1 with a late penalty. But Hartbury successfully appealed because one of their players was symbioned in error for the last few minutes. Uh, so that one is being replayed on Tuesday night at Hollyport. Again, you know, I'm not sure exactly what happened with that. I don't know if either of you two picked up on it, but, you know, that's, that's a, a lot of um, hard work, people travelling into matches and then having to replay for no, you know, real good reason. Yeah, I think that one's worse than the LG Vale in the fact that Hollyport actually won that game. They won it 2-1. So now they're having to replay a game that they shouldn't have to because obviously the rest got it wrong. So, yeah, another little dig there, ref. Um, but yeah, obviously I had a little better Hollyport to be fair. So um, a fair few years ago, I had a little loan spell there and really loved the club actually. Uh, another one I enjoyed playing at. So they've, um, hopefully they win to be honest because I feel that it's a little bit unjust for them if I'm honest to replaying it. But unfortunately, uh, the rules are the rules. Basically, I think what happened was obviously they awarded a pen and I think he was sent off or something. Someone else was sent. Apparently, you can't sim. I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but it doesn't sound great. I'll be honest. I want to find out, were there any clubs that you've played for, Ben, that you haven't enjoyed? Because, or, or are you just like Mr. Nice Podcast Man who only says good things about his ex-clubs? No, every That's club, mate, every, no, no, every club I enjoyed, every club I loved, really. I haven't had a bad club. I'm unfortunate. I've never been at a club where I thought, oh, I hate playing here. So, yeah. Just to... I suspect I suspect you're the kind of character you'd leave if that were the case anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be long, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, well, and uh, there's actually the third one I've got here is uh, another Hollyport one. It's not the FA Cup. It was uh, the following weekend. So this weekend in the league. So they've had a, a rotten week, uh, Hollyport. And that was against Wallingford. And the match was abandoned. I think when I say abandoned, I think it just was cancelled pre-kickoff uh, because of a kick clash. And it was Wallingford's fault, as we understand it, as they were unable to access their second kit within a reasonable time frame. Uh, so having spoken with the league, uh, the ref called it off. Unbelievable. They've been through the mill. Bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> They've had a hell of a week, haven't they? And what I want to know is where, where is their second quick kit that isn't accessible? Where has that gone? Who else has got that kit? It, sure. it, 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 it's at the club, I guess, isn't it? You know, it's, it's the time to drive back to the club, pick it up and get back without breaking all the speed limits. And I'll, ju I'll just be like, get some bibs or something. Do you know what I mean? Well, once you're there, you want to play, don't you? I know it's double non-league, mate, if you're wearing bibs in a match, but I think... <laughs> I think once you're there, surely there's a solution. There must be, but obviously there wasn't. So um, they have had one hell of a week. Shirts and skin, surely that's the answer. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> you're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. 
So this Saturday, we hosted Rainers Lane at the Camtech Stadium in our first league match, and Riz went toe-to-toe from the first whistle, full of energy and combativity. On 75 minutes, I tweeted that the match could go either way, and on 76 minutes, it went the way of the visitors with a sublime goal from second-half substitute Rio Connell, previously at Barnet FC's under-18s, and they held on for the win. Uh, but Ben, uh, Riz played well. Yeah, I said to the boys afterwards, it's, it's hard to, to come in the dressing room and say how proud and how good we were, but we really were out. Like, if you could do chalk and cheese from the two performances, um, we were we were really good. I'll be honest, that is the closest I've felt to, to how we were a couple of years ago yesterday. Everyone played really well. Um, I'm still a little bit concerned about the lack of chances we created, if I'm honest. I think that needs to improve. But but the shape and the personnel in, in certain areas were, were really good, Matt. I was really positive. I mean... I've got no issues with, with what Rainers Lane have done. It's entirely up to them as a club. They're well above this level. Let's not dress it up. Their team's extremely good. They've got some great players, like really, really high end. Probably one of the best teams I've played at this level since I've ever played in it. Um, I thought they were really intelligent, really good on the ball. Um, I felt they had slight weaknesses at the back that we didn't exploit enough. We did at times, but we didn't enough. Um the skipper, Josh, will hold his hands up about five minutes before they score. We should probably score. We have to score that. Um, they had a lot of possession, but goals win matches. And if we would have scored that, I honestly believe we would have won that game. So, um, fine margins, as we say. It's a moment of brilliance has won the game. Um, hell of a finish. I don't think he could put it in the stanchion anymore if he tried. It was an unreal finish. But yeah, I'm, it's one of them. Like, I'm really positive and really proud of the lads. But at the end of the day, mate, for me, we still haven't scored a goal this season and, and, and we need we need some points. And that's that's the game. You can play as well as you want, but if you don't win football matches, it, it's all really irrelevant, unfortunately. You mentioned uh, the Rainers Lane squad. I mean, I picked out a couple of names and I hope I've done my research correctly, but uh, Sean Shields, uh, who was their number seven, he was really good. Uh, he, le- he left Barnet last season. Um, so that's quite a step down, uh, depending and, on your view. Not no, not disrespecting Rainers Lane, but you know it's a, a change in levels. Shall we put it that way? Uh, Kyle Reed, uh, again, if I've got my research correctly, uh, came through the West Ham Academy and made two appearances for them, and then went to Barnsley, Crystal Palace, uh, Wolves on loan, I think, and he left Beaconsfield Town last season. So I guess following uh, Gary Meakin. And then Jack Smith, the goalkeeper, nice chap. I had a chat with him uh, after full time. Uh, he came to Rainers Lane from Hayes and Yedding, uh, having been in the youth setup at Watford back in the day uh, before going to Swindon and Hemel. So, you know, these are players who've all played significantly higher up the football pyramid. And, uh, you know, they they were, well, we, we lost. We didn't take any points, um, but it was a very close match. I think there's going to be some teams, well, I can't, see there's going to be that many teams that will be able to take points off Rainers Lane this season. I think they're going to be very hard to beat. Fitzy, what what was your thinking from yesterday? Yeah, similar similar sort of thoughts to Sturge there in terms of <clears throat> it was a much better reaction, um, much better performance than the previous week. Um, that was a big message that we had to react, we had to be better, had to represent uh, the club and its values a lot better, which we did. Um Look, we went toe-to-toe with probably the best team at step five across sort of the whole country, really. You read out some of those names and where they've been, and and we matched them. Um, like I say, sometimes we surrendered possession at times when we had to. We sat in. Um, we defended well. We won our battles. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, we, we've had our own chances. Um, you know, we weren't passengers in that game whatsoever. 
Um, and I don't think that Rainers Lane will go away and think that was sort of an easy game for them. You can sort of tell that by the celebrations afterwards, how much they'd had to work hard for that. Um, so like I say, we, we can be proud, but it comes down to sort of individual battles at times. And there's no secret that I didn't win mine in that moment. And a player of that quality, when he's in on goal, he's absolutely put it in the top corner. And we, we've got an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper. We could have had three goalkeepers in that goal. He wasn't saving that. And that's what's disappointing for me is um, the team have worked so, so hard and gone toe-to-toe. And ultimately, it's it's my error that's led to sort of the goal. Um, but look, for us, we can take great confidence. And if we play like that in, you know, the other 90% of games, we're going to take a lot of points in this league and finish where where we want to finish, which is right at the top end of that table, hopefully challenging the likes of Rainers Lane come the end of the season. Uh, you you mentioned about the defence, though. Um, we did defend well. And uh, as I say, back four, very good. Uh, Peaky was solid, uh, as he has come to be known for being. Uh, I want to mention Alex Sethi. Uh, what a performance he put in. You know, I think I messaged out. He, he was just winning just crazy headers, you know, really got onto the number nine. And he, that number nine is a real big lad, wasn't he? And yeah. Alex was uh, all over him. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I think, you know, he, he stepped into the side, Alex, um, yesterday and absolutely dominated um, for a guy that probably isn't fully fit. Like I say, he had his couple of niggles in the warm-up and things like that. He's come through that. And um, what a character. I think the game absolutely suited him down to the ground. It was a man-for-man battle. Um, I've never seen a guy leap so high to win so many headers. Um, he was confident on the ball. It was an absolute sort of man-mount of a performance from him. Um, which is exactly sort of characterises that guy really, really well. An absolute man mountain for us. Um, yeah, superb display from him. And did it work well for you, Sturge, having Gary push up, Gary Connolly push up to play midfield? Yeah, it did, mate. And like I say, Josh and, and some special mention for Seth. Obviously, he's come through a lot, really, since what happened with the injury and stuff. And for me, that felt like his first proper performance that I knew he could get to the level he has. So I thought he was excellent. Again, you're talking about pedigrees and stuff. The centre-forward's been here, there and everywhere in the professional game. So, Sethi was excellent. Um, Gary, and obviously, this is a sort of conversation me and Mark had, and we are very strong on it. Mark was a little bit concerned about the age in there. Obviously, me and Gaz are not spring chickens, but um, I felt that I feel that Gary's extremely more mobile than, than what's credit for. He, he come up with the ball lovely yesterday and done really well driving on. And Gary's a fit lad, unfortunately, so am I. So it worked perfectly. And then the star man in the middle of the park, I thought he was excellent, Toby. I thought, I mean, he's sort of a signing that's come out of nowhere, I'll be honest. Michael Harding gets a lot of credit for that because he mentioned to me about it. And I was quick to get him in Tuesday because I knew that there was club sniffing about him. And I thought he was absolutely unreal yesterday. Him and Sefi, I'll be honest, I felt him and Sefi were a toss-up for man of the match. Um, I didn't think there was a lot in it. But um, yeah, I thought... um, Honestly, mate, across the board, mate, everyone got seven out of ten for me. Everyone. Um, but unfortunately, in end games, you need someone to probably get eight or nine to, to win you it. And that we just didn't quite have that. So that's the way I'd sort of look at it. It's early days. Uh, it's Toby Unadosi who came to us from Shelburne FC in Ireland. And then there was at Aldershot Town. And then he was on trial at Reading. Uh, it is early days, but is he a little bit of an Ash Yeward? Yeah, I don't like to to mention Ash now because he's gone and he left us, and I don't speak too much. <laughs> Ash, who? Yeah, he is. He is now, and I'll be honest. I said this in the week. I said it to Josh, and I think I mentioned to Fitzy and a few others. He's the, he he's probably the light for light replacement that we were looking for. I'll be honest. He is a very very good footballer. Um, 
I was in awe a little bit watching him playing with him because the way he uses his body and travels with the ball, he's, he's good. He's a lovely lad as well. What a nice lad, like coming to the group, polite, wants to learn still. Doesn't think he's, do you know what I mean, made it. He's, he's still young. He still wants to learn. He wants to push on in the game. Um, another lad that, that's doing studying at university, doing law and stuff, like intelligent young man. So, um, yeah, mate, pleasure. Pleasure to play with yesterday. He really was good. Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. Like you say, when you when you say like for like, I don't think anyone can really replace Ash. Um, great sort of um, man for Risborough over the last couple of years. Um, but he's very, very close the way he drives the ball, where he moves. I don't think Sturge will hesitate to admit that that's not one of his strongest points is dribbling with the ball. Uh, he could do just about everything no. else, but not, <laughs> not dribbling with the ball, not with any pace anyway or under any pressure. Um, so that's a massive asset for us is that you've got someone that will drive the team forward sort of 20, 30 yards and go past people from midfield. Um, it's a massive asset for us. And yesterday, I mean, he talk about Man Mountains of Sefi, he was an absolute monster in the middle of the park. Um, and like I said, I don't think Rainers Lane quite knew how to deal with him despite the characters they had in that team. He was absolutely immense. So very excited to see what he can do um, for the rest of the season for us. A couple of other name checks. Uh, Lorik uh, Diakiesi, who is our other new signing who appeared uh, against uh, Rainers Lane. Uh, he comes to us on dual registration from Bedford Town. Uh, Sturge, your thoughts on his performance? Yeah, I thought I thought he did well. I thought he did okay. I thought, I think it might be a, a case of him. He's a natural number nine, I'll be honest. Um, I think with our shape, we need to look at something a bit different for him, in my opinion, which me and Mark would be having numerous conversations about Monday, Tuesday up to the game. It's something we need to look at because he's such a strong, potent lad. Um, I felt we wasted him a little bit out wide. He worked tirelessly, give him his credit. Um, and yeah, again, another lad that I felt 7 out of 10 that was consistent in his performance. But again, in them forward areas, we need to be needs to be a little bit clever. I felt, I felt like Carl Reid and... and um, Sure, and the other lad that they were very clever with their movement and stuff, and the way they inverted and got in pocket. They always felt like you. Was, I was checking my shoulder, and they were in another pocket. It was like just clever movement. And I just said to the boys afterwards, at times we just need to be. It is just to be a little bit clever in certain areas in the last third of the pitch to create real good opportunities. Yeah, I think I think touching on the movement, I think when you when you've played sort of that higher level, the movement is so much more important. It's so much more than just your traditional winger sometimes picking the ball up and just running at your fullback. You know, I think first half, especially, I'm sure we'll sort of see it when we watch the game back, but the movement sort of, especially me as a fullback, having to follow sort of, I think it was Reedy in there, the left midfielder constantly following into almost like a centre midfield position and then coming back out to wide position. You, you almost feel like you're just chasing. And um, like I say, that's, that's something probably we need to look at in terms of, can we move defenders around and put them in positions they don't really want to be at times? Um, to create space for other people. And I think we have to be ruthless as well. I think that's a big thing that, you know, I look at the lad that stuck it in the top corner. He was ruthless. That was his only, I know he got one later on in the game when we we're chasing, but that, that was his first opportunity of the game. And the, you know, he's taken it with an absolute plump. And we, we need to be in that stage where we sort of, when we have those chances, we have to make sure they sort of convert to goals because ultimately uh, football's not complicated. You score more goals than a team, you you normally take the three points. So we we need to do that. And um, like I say, that will come. We're still quite a, a new team, a fresh team, a young team as well. Um, but that's things that we need to learn and we need to learn pretty quickly um, because we, we're desperate for our first three points of the season. Score more goals than the other team and you usually win. That's uh, the world according to Fitzy, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's Michael Owen-esque, that is. Michael Owen-esque. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just thinking about it, Ben and well, both of you talking about the movement of the forwards from Rainers Lane, uh, the VO footage that we we watch back. If and when I do that, I'm concentrating on us, but it's kind of passed me by perhaps that that's another really good learning opportunity, isn't it, to to look at those players and you know get, get an idea as to why they're doing so well, you know, in that situation. Yeah, I think it's important, mate. To, it's important to not dwell on opposition too much I'm big on that but it is important to learn you have to learn lessons in life and I was saying to some of the lads afterwards that unfortunately football and stuff is just one big lesson at a time and you have to you're always learning 36 18 it doesn't matter you're always learning Do you know I mean I learned a few things yesterday that I felt we could do a bit better and obviously individually as well in my performance so um yeah it is mate and I do sort of watch it at times it is a bit tedious because the ball seems to be out of play more times and I end up fast forwarding it but um, yeah, it's all good fun. It's all it's all enjoy. I, I mean, you enjoy it. You, you should enjoy this. And I think we need to get back to that a little bit. Um, I think people will be enjoying that we've lost our first two games, which is natural. Um, but we will come back for sure. I, I'm I'm so positive after yesterday. So we just need to turn performances into points, mate. And that needs to happen Tuesday night. Before we move on, uh, just finally, one other player I want to name check is Connor Hunt. And how fantastic was he in goal? pulled off a number of really top class saves um you know he's absolute class isn't he connor's massive for us Al. he's massive for the group um he's really obviously bought into it now in the fact that do you know i mean he's been here for long enough now he's a massive character his pedigree is ridiculous so he's some keeper and that save at the end i know we were chasing the game and obviously we went to we changed it to a free and we really were pushing with obviously josh in the sim bin but that's thumb save that was a piece from michael estimate when he used to come out and spread his arms aloft and that was some save. So, yeah, I mean, Connor's brilliant. Um, just try and get him a clean sheet, it'd be handy, to be honest. But see, yeah, what's it Con- like playing in front of Connor? Con's exceptional, mate. I think he's, um, he, like I said sort of previously, he's one of the best goalkeepers at this level and probably the level above. Um, really, really good character to have. Um, lovely, lovely bloke as well. Um, there's no ego with him. There's no sort of despite where he's been. Um you know, he, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to his football as well. And look, I, I think he's someone that we can rely on. And that's normally what, as a defender, I look for in a goalkeeper. You want someone that's dependable and someone that's reliable and every now and then get you out of jail. Um, you know, it, it's quite a common sort of phrase in football that your goalkeeper can be worth 10 points a season. Connor's worth more than that. He's worth his weight in gold for us. Um, absolutely exceptional goalkeeper, an exceptional character for us. And he's a massive, massive part of this football club. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. So on Tuesday night, uh, we're away at Reading City. Uh, they beat Wokingham and Inbrook uh, 3-1 on Saturday. And some of the other results perhaps uh, caught the eye. Uh, Flackle Heath beat Bedford Sports 4-1. Uh, Egham Town, who we play next weekend away on Saturday, uh, they beat Chalfont St. Peter 3-0. Uh, North Greenford beat our old uh, adversaries, uh, Ardley United 1-0. And Burnham beat Wembley 8 0. So, um, few results there that um, might not have expected. I don't know. But, um, Sturge, did you pick up on the results from the weekend? Yeah, it's difficult. Obviously, first game of the season, sort of inferior. It's difficult to, to gauge at the minute. Um, the teams that I thought would win are probably expected to win. I mean, Flat will have had a great start. Um, obviously, Rainers Lane have won two games now. So, I mean, there's obviously there's a pattern forming for me. 
Reading City were up there last year. Um, so obviously it's going to be a tough game. Um, and obviously they've, they've got their first win of the first game of the season. So um, we're going to get a little report on them and, and do some sort of research on them, mate, for, for, for Tuesday night. But I mean, the, I knew, obviously I've watched Burnham as well and, and they're a really good side. So I was a little bit surprised about the eight. But um, again, it's difficult to gauge, mate, at the minute because obviously we're new to the league. Not too sure who's who. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting Tuesday night. Uh, it's a place I've played over a few times over the years. Um, they've obviously changed their name, but it used to be Highmore Ibis that used to play their news trap at a really good ding dong over there. It was a really good game. So um, it's going to be tough, mate. Not easy going to Reading on a Tuesday evening as well. It's about an hour and 15 for us. So um, not ideal, but um, we need to get on with it. Busy, you're looking forward to Tuesday night? Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me personally, just just want to get another game um, under my belt. Forget about the previous one. So, yeah, desperate to get on. And I think you know, if we perform anything like we did Saturday, when we can go in with great confidence. Um, like I say, I similar to sort of most most of the guys. Um, I don't really know too much about the league. I haven't looked at last season's table because I don't don't really think it's too relevant. Boys move all the time. You can have a club that's flying and a club that changes over the summer. So, look, we, we'll go there with full confidence with our game plan. Obviously, the management team will work on the report, but look, I think we can go there with a bit of arrogance, a bit of swagger and go, this is where we pick up our first three points of the season. That's how I view it anyway. Absolutely. Well, that's a good uh, place to finish the pod uh, for this episode. Uh, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Fitzy. Uh, also, a quick thanks to Chris Sylvester for one of the non-league mate contributions. Always like those coming in. If you do want to be in contact with us, then you can do so uh, via uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, via up the Riz uh, underscore pod, uh, or leave us a voicemail message, much better, on speakpipe.com. And uh, we'll see you on Tuesday night. Up the Riz. This has been Up the Riz, the new official Rizba Rangers FC podcast. Catch us on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at UpTheRiz underscore pod. See you next time. Up the Riz. <laughs>